to episode five of Ectype Boutique. I am your host, Adria Merritt. I'm Issa Merritt. We welcome you to today's chat where we delve into a conversation with singer extraordinaire, Shelby Alexander, AKA Nebula, who we are so proud of as she is going across the country to pursue her passion, which is singing. Let's anticipate hearing great things from her. And she has a special place in my heart. She's garnered this place because after losing Kofi, um, we got a lot of calls, a lot of texts, a lot of um, plants, a lot of um, things in the mail. But I can remember the doorbell ringing and one of the first set of Kofi's friends who showed up at our house, it was Shelby, she was with Bernie. And she came in and she just graced me with stories, talking about their time in high school together and how their circle of friends. And I remember what resonated. She said, you know, we expected to be at each other's weddings. Um, so it was a deep rooted friendship that they shared. And it was just, it just did something for me when she came by and gave us the flowers. Just that love was, was really strong and I appreciated that. And so I certainly want to send that love out to her tenfold and pray that it follows her in her journey and propels her to higher heights in order to achieve her goals. So as we have the conversation with Nebula, Issa, you all talk about a lot and I'm excited that we live in America. I recognize that there are a lot of freedoms that we have, but I think it's important with anything to also have the freedom to be critical of it to be reflective about it and to challenge it. And you all do a really good job of challenging some of the um, injustices or inequities or things that you would like to see improved in America. Yeah, I feel like there's always improvements to be made. And as we were talking about with America, we were talking about just bringing everything down. And sometimes it's what you need to do not only with uh, your environment, but with yourself, just rebuild. I like that notion of rebuilding. And as we talk about rebuilding, you and I are certainly on this journey to rebuilding and transforming our lives in the way that we operate in order to move forward and to heal from, but also to honor uh, Kofi's life, which helps bring us some solace and some purpose. So as we talk about purpose, again, we are celebrating the vision, the voice of young entrepreneurs and creatives. And today we are excited to lift up the path and the potential of Nebula. So welcome to Beyond the Comfort Zone. Right, so I have the opportunity on this lovely day to speak to Shelby Alexander. But Shelby, I want you to introduce yourself however you see fit in terms of what is true to how you would like to introduce yourself to the world. So go ahead and introduce yourself for us. <laughs> yep, well, my name is Shelby Alexander, but I prefer to go by Nebula. I am an artist, I'm a creator. 
I'm a music lover and I just love to do what I do. Very passionate about everything that I do. So talk to me about the name Nebula. Tell me how you got that name, the symbolism of that name. Um, well, when I was in about 11th grade, I had a friend who he just started calling me that out of nowhere. It was just really random. And I was like, okay, I like that name. So then I just started keeping it. And then the more I like got into myself and like looking into other things, the more I understood like the beauty of space. And I was like Nebula, infinite, you know, I love that. Very nice. So Nebula Mm -hmm. Infinite. Okay. So Nebula, when you envision the path for yourself, right? Like where you would like to go in the future, talk about your path, what you see for yourself. Um, For myself, I feel like I've always seen myself as a star. Um, Even when I was younger, when I was like three and four, I would perform for my family and stuff like that. Um, I stopped for a little bit when I got to middle school because I, I got a little bit shy, but then I recently started picking my confidence back up. So I just, I've always seen myself as a performer. And right now I'm just trying to get to that point. I'm setting myself up for success. I'm moving. Um, and I'm just going to do what I can to make it to the top. I know I can do it. I want to so, make it all the way to the top. So you said a couple of things I want to follow back up on. So you mm-hmm. talked about the fact that your confidence has recently built back up, right? Mm-hmm. So can you talk to me about what helped your confidence to build back up? Um, I just started getting back in touch with myself spiritually um, and just really taking some time out for myself and getting to know myself and examining what I need to fix about myself. Um, I realized that I wasn't confident and I had to do something about it. So I stopped telling myself that I couldn't do things. And anytime that I had a negative thought, I would just push it out of my head immediately and replace it with a positive thought until it got to the point where I was no longer having negative thoughts, but instead just really positive thoughts. And I just changed my whole thought process and my mindset. Now, is that something you came unto naturally? And I heard you talk about it was a spiritual process. Is that something you came unto naturally? Is that something you had support to be able to do? Um, It's something that just came to me naturally. Um, I'm a very deep thinker. I'm very emotional. I always have very deep thoughts. So I'm always looking towards myself and in towards myself to see what I can fix about myself and what I like and what I don't like and what I can do to help myself and what I can't do to help myself. So I'm just always building, working, progressing. I think that's like the key to everything. So I just try to stay very balanced and keep growing. I like it. And you talked Mm -hmm. about setting yourself up for success. So can you talk to me? I know you're moving, right? Mm -hmm. Which is a part of you setting yourself up for success to give yourself a bigger um, space I guess I could say to nurture and develop and showcase your talents, Mm -hmm. but what else have you deliberately done? And I love how you said you're controlling your thoughts. You're being very deliberate about controlling your thoughts. What else have you done intentionally to set yourself up for success? Um, I've actually done a lot. I had a lot of growing up to do. Um, I've ne- just like starting off with having to move out and move across the country. I've never moved out of my parents' house before, you know, so this is already a really, really. So I had to 
consult with them for that. Um, I had to realize like I needed to save money for rent. I needed to make sure my credit was in order so that I could get the apartment. I needed to make sure I had a co-signer for backup if I really needed it. I needed to start a budget plan. I needed to look at apartments. It was so much stuff that I needed to do that's on my plate that I just had to buckle down and do it even though it was a lot. And not only that, but I just started just being more mature emotionally because if I'm going to be far from my family, I feel like distance is already hard enough. Um, I need to have that relationship still with them, you know? So I just started to mature and like be more open with my parents and tell them more stuff because that's really key. I feel like I'm going to be a little bit lonely out there. You know, it's a new city, it's a new life, but if I have my parents in a relationship with them and I can call them for whatever, then that's perfect. So did you feel like you had to be very specific? Like, I love how you're talking about your relationship with your parents and understanding, because I want to delve into support systems, right? Mm -hmm. And who's feeding you. And so you're saying, because you know you're moving across country, that you had Mm -hmm. to really capitalize, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but capitalize on the relationship that you already have with your parents. So what are some specific changes that you did and how did you know that you can be open with them about what you saw for yourself? Um, Well, me and my mom, we actually got into a little bit of a argument. It was actually a really big one. And we stopped talking for a couple of months. And I was very upset with her. I was mad at her. I was like on the verge of never talking to her again. Um, And I just took some time. I stayed with my sister. I took some time to calm down. And I just looked at myself. And I looked at what I could have been doing differently for us in our relationship to be better. So when I realized the things that I was doing wrong, Um, it kind of didn't matter what I felt like she was doing wrong. It still mattered, but it was kind of in the back of my mind. Um, I knew that I needed to own up to what I did. So I went ahead and I apologized to my mom and I had a long talk with her. I'm like, it's not that I'm trying to get away from you. You know, I'm still your baby. I just need to go and live my life. I want you to let me go and live my life. And we just had a big talk. She just wants me to be like safe. She wants me to have my things together so that I can be set up for success and like nothing bad can happen to me. And I can just live my best life possible. So she's being very supportive. We've gotten back on a good track for sure. That's beautiful. And did your sister help you with that? Like, cause, um, I, cause you're what Shelby 21, 22, 22. So that's mm-hmm. mature. So yeah. did you have dialogue with sisters? Like what your sister, what was, what helped you realize that that was the step that you needed to take? Because there's so many people who, when you have a blow up like that, they don't come mm-hmm. back. Right. Yeah. And then you're saying that you apologize, which is very mature, right. To own mm-hmm. that. So what helped you take that step? Um, I mean, my sister, she did kind of help me out a little bit. Well, she gave me some insight on how my mom felt. But I will say that I wasn't listening to her at the time because <laughs> I was still mad. So I didn't like care what she had to say. You know, she was being fair. She was saying that we were both wrong and stuff like that. But I didn't, I didn't want to hear that. So I think what really helped me was that um, I just I really think a lot about my relationships. I love my relationship. I love the people close to me. So anything I can do to fix them, I'll do it. 
So if I can be mature enough to look at myself and be a true reflection and say, hey, maybe if you did this differently, this would have went better. I so like that. That makes I sense. Once I just said that, like, yeah, once I just told myself that and, like, I started really looking at who I was and being honest with myself, it got easier to, like, fix my own faults. So let's shift forward because this all stems from you heading out to L.A., from the big mm-hmm. city of Newport News, Virginia, right? <laughs> yes. And I heard what you're saying in terms of finding your space, making sure your credit was right, getting your your you know your money straight. So tell me what you see for yourself as your action steps when you first of all when are you moving, and what do you see as your action steps when you first get out there? Um, I'm leaving December 27th, and I think that. I just want to move straight into my own apartment. So right now um, I've found the apartment complex that I want to live at. I know what they require of me. Um, They require three months worth of pay stubs before you move in. So I'm collecting those right now, Um, applying for the apartment right now, getting my money together right now. So that way I can just have no complications at all. Definitely got to do that. Now, how do you get out there? I like how you're being very concrete, very systematic Mm -hmm. and researching. So how do you get out there, get your apartment and go from Shelby to making Nebula a reality? Honestly, I'm, um, I'm a very, you can get what you want based off your personality type of person. Um, you can, you literally never know who you're talking to. If you're an honestly nice person and you're genuine and you just talk to people and you try to get to know them and you don't try to use them in a bad way, like they will be very apt to help in you, you know? So networking is everything. Networking is key in a lot of stuff, especially entrepreneurship, especially in industry. It, it matters for sure. It's all about who you know and also about your talent. And I have loads of that. Um, I think I'm able to set myself apart from people very well. And I have like just the key things to be a star, really. Okay, (laughs) I like it. And I like the positivity for sure. Okay, so then talk to me about what you, who feeds you? Like who, I like the positivity that you're speaking and how you're talking about networking you know, and being outgoing and being supportive. It's almost like karma, kind of like what you put out is what comes Mm -hmm. back, which has that spiritual dimension. And you spoke about yourself as a spiritual person, but on a more pragmatic level, who feeds you, who encourages you, who builds you, who do you know that you can go to for what you need and how important is it as a young creative to have a support system? Um, outside of myself, I feel like I really am my biggest support system. Um, I'm always pushing myself, but outside of me, I think my friends are my biggest support system ever. They're so supportive and my family's a really big support system too, but they just don't understand at the same level of me and my friends and what we do. A lot of my friends do the same things that I do. Um, they're creatives, they do photography, they DJ, you know, they do art. They do a lot of other things. They'll sing, produce. Um, so we get each other at a different level than me and my family would. So they are always pushing me, always teaching me, um, letting me know what I need to do. Just 
anytime they have session like studio time they're letting me know things like that so I definitely appreciate them for that so as we close up I for my portion I want I'm going to ask you two questions all right the first question I'm going to ask you to close up if you could describe your future in three words three words that capture your future what would those three words be um, I'm going to say successful, um, relaxing, <laughs> um, I, I want to say giving back, but that's two words, but definitely giving back. Okay. I see. So reciprocal. I almost want to say yes, reciprocal. You feel it comes back to you. Okay. And if somebody wants to support you, right, what is the best way for somebody to reach out to you if they want to be just someone who feeds your vision and supports your vision what would be the best way to contact you um the best way to contact me would probably definitely be through instagram um i use that a lot that's more of my my social platform i guess you would say in more of a uniform manner so definitely Instagram. So shout that out. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is nebula n o nine, just the number, not the word. <laughs> so nebula, it was a pleasure to talk to you because you fed me, and I just need you to know that you know Aww. this has no, you did. And I'm trying to control, but I told you that this was a part of my process. Yeah. But when you showed up and you spoke such life about your relationship with my son and your identity, right, with my son. Mm -hmm. And then when you showed up to his memorial and then at, and then even the Huntington Park, just you fed me. And so I definitely, when we talk about reciprocity, um, want to be able to feed you in whatever way I can. And I hope to be able to hear your songs and see you because you definitely feel like a positive person. You infuse some positivity into me. And I want to tell you, I'm grateful for you. And I love you. And I can't Aww, wait to see I love you too. <laughs> what, what happens with you. Okay. Thank you so much. You're definitely feeding me too. You're like one of the strongest people I know. So it's definitely received for sure. I, I appreciate that. So one of the things that I really appreciate about the conversation with Shel Shelby, AKA Nebula is the fact that she was able to work through her relationship with her mom and understanding that family is a great support system and understanding that even though things may not be smooth at first, it's important to work through those issues because it is a support system that is invaluable. So Issa, talk to me about that. Do you ever feel like, you know, what do you think about the importance of family as a support system and being able to work through challenges that you may face? Um, I, I guess family is like a support system you, you're born into. But you also can't think of blood as something that ties you forever because you still have to be able to let go if 
those things are affecting you in negative ways. Like it's good that she was able to look into herself and see where they both had issues. And since it was a two-sided thing, they could fix that. But you have to be aware of when it becomes repetitive. And if it's a one-sided thing, you don't want that type of support. So help me out. When you say a one-sided thing, right? What do you mean by that in terms of? I mean, when you keep putting in effort or you keep looking into yourself to see what you can do, but the other person isn't consciously putting in the effort to see what they can do and instead maybe putting the blame on others or just letting it go. Because I guess it's up to you to uh, have your option of whether you're going to look into yourself or whether you want to fix it or not. And you can help the other person fix it, but... I see it as if they don't want to individually do that themselves, then they don't really want to have that relationship with you. Hmm. Okay, that's interesting. So another point that she made that I thought was really interesting was the fact that she's willing to burst through her comfort zone. Like Newport News, Virginia is very, very different from Los Angeles, California. And Shelby is doing what she needs to do, Nebula, to get to Los Angeles, California. So you and I have been talking about chakras, right? And crystals. And we've been talking about comfort zone. And she's going beyond her comfort zone because she feels like that is important to get to where she needs to be. So do you think that's a difficult process to burst through that? Or... What do you think about what she says about going beyond her comfort zone? I definitely do think it's a difficult process because you have to change how your mindset has been your basically entire life and getting changing practiced things is very difficult. But I think moving into a completely different space will definitely help that because it kind of forces you into that. So as we talk about moving into a completely different space, um, something else that you and I have been talking about in terms of healing, like I grew up Baptist Christian in the church. Um, and right now, as you and I are pushing beyond our comfort zone and looking for different ways to maneuver and to heal, you and I have been reading about chakras and we've been reading about crystals and certainly a conversation um, that I think that you and Shelby have is looking at um, ways that systems are that maybe aren't the best way for systems to be, right? You all talk about government and looking at, as opposed to being individualistic, really looking at systems that really push for the whole. Can you talk a little bit about that and some of the things that you've been reading and who you've been following and some of your thinking about how we as a American culture or global culture can work towards really supporting the whole as opposed to just individuals? So really, um, even when you were talking about you grew up Baptist and talking about these systems It's really, no matter what you do, it's all about what brings you peace. That's like really the connecting thing. Um, Just like when I was reading the Emma Goldman article about bringing down capitalism, it was so everyone could have their own peace and work towards their own passions, have their own individual life. But you can't really... It's hard to do that when some people's 
beliefs and impose on others. But again, you don't know if that's a product of being brought up in this type of environment where we're already harmed by external things. But really the connection is just, even when she was talking about that, you have to go through that violent stage before you get to that piece. It's required. So even her jumping out of that, into that comfort zone, it's going to be difficult as you can compare that to violent to get to that piece. It's always going to be something hard to get over to get to that. All right. So I'm excited to hear the conversation that you and Shelby have about um, certainly looking at structures, governmental structures, um, breaking through what is the status quo in order to look for the collective good. So I now present to you the conversation between Issa and Shelby, a.k.a. Nebula. Okay, so like a part of like me being in like my peace and stuff, like with all this going on and like trying to heal from my brother being gone, because, you know, he was a big part of my life, of course. So like I started getting into like, if you can see it, like I have my whole garden behind me and stuff. Like Mm -hmm. I got a lot of plants and I've been starting to read about like astrology and like spirituality with like crystals and all that stuff so Mm -hmm. like do you do that stuff yes definitely yeah definitely into it Mm -hmm. I um I study astrology a lot I've gotten to the point where I start to look at astrology for events and like days and like birthdays and um just for different people like look at their charts and yeah I've been trying to read charts I love, I love it. Like, it really makes sense. I hate yeah. how a lot of people, like, hate on it, but it's... Yeah, it like, really they're, like, it's stupid and stuff, but it's, like, when you read it, it actually makes sense. Like, yes, but where did exactly. you start learning about it? Because, really like, I'm just starting. Um, I guess me and my friends, when we were, like, my junior year of high school, we kind of just started getting into it, and then it was kind of like, oh, we were looking at our sun sign, like, ah, like, I'm an Aries. I'd be like, oh, look at this Aries meme, da-da-da-da-da, but... Then I think we found this astrologer on Twitter and she started doing like the astrology for events and stuff and like ex- explaining what degrees in astrology mean. And yeah. All types of other things like that. So we started following her and I just started watching her really closely and like paying attention to her and just following all her content. And I learned a lot. For That's sure. cool. What are your big three? Um, I'm an Aries sun. I'm a Scorpio moon. I'm a Taurus rising. Oh, cool. I'm a Virgo with a Capricorn moon and a Scorpio rising. Oh, wow. Yeah. I started getting like crystals and stuff. And -hmm. I've been seeing like videos on like people do like, I guess they call it like witchcraft or something. But like, Uh I guess it sounds like people like try to make it out to be like some bad thing. But to me, like, it seems like to a lot of people, it calms them. And that's how like they get in touch with like spirits and stuff. Because when I think about, like, God, I wouldn't Mm -hmm. call myself, like, a Christian or a Muslim, like, any of, like, I guess the big groups. Like, I see God as, like, the energy that just, like, goes through us. So Mm -hmm. I feel like the stuff with, like, crystals and all that, like, it definitely, like, um, more connects with me. So I'm trying to start learning about that. I'm getting, like, books and stuff for that stuff. Do you? Definitely. So, like, how do you see yourself, like, with spirituality? Um, I wouldn't say I'm really a Christian either. I grew up Christian. And then when I got older, I realized how much 
it didn't really make sense yeah. to me. Um, I think that God is just energy around us, really. I mean, but I do believe heaven is real. Um, but I do think God is just an energy. I don't think that they're a person or a, a boy or a girl. Like, I just think it's it's just a spirit. Yeah, yeah. It runs through us. We're a piece of it. So that's just how I view that. Um, I think crystals are pretty good. Um, I don't know why people don't like crystals so much. I don't know. A lot of people see them as just like rocks, as but like it's like the energy goes with everything. Some people really see them as witchcrafts, but I don't think people remember that our ancestors were were using them before Christianity even came into the picture. Yeah. So like, why are you mad at people for getting back to their roots? Yeah. And like, like I even see people say that with stuff like sage. Like, yeah. It's supposed to like that was a part of our culture and all that. Yeah. So like, how can you get mad at people for stepping outside of Christianity, like, and yeah. wanting to explore where they came from? You know. Hmm. And it's like, as a child, like, since my mom, I guess she's a Christian, like, she would take me and Kofi to church and stuff, but we weren't really, Mm -hmm. like, into it. And it was definitely, like, a forced thing on us. So as we grew, like, we were able to, like, stop going to church and stuff. And I see, like, two, like, opposing views about, like, Black people and Christianity. Because, like, one view I see is, like, Black people talking about why are you in the religion that was like forced upon us in slavery and some say Mm -hmm. that like Africans were doing like we're in Christianity that like type maybe not that name before we were even before our ancestors were even slaves but honestly for me it's like it doesn't even matter where it came from you know people can do what they want to do as long as that brings them peace because it's like that's why I don't understand why there's so many clashing among the religions because, you know, whatever brings somebody peace, because it's different forms of God. It's not one God. I think it's because a lot of, um, a lot of scriptures and biblical texts and stuff pretty much encourage you to fight for God or whoever you worship and what you love and your religion and stuff. So people really be fighting over that. Yeah. Like I see people talking about like, the rules that um uh rules that muslim people have but if you look at christianity they have like rules too it's like really just how you view it that's the only difference exactly exactly christianity has a lot of rules Mm -hmm. a lot especially with the different interpretation like i haven't read the bible so i'm not like too versed on this but Mm -hmm. like when a lot of people were saying that Christians are against the LGBTQ community, but then some people were saying that that verse in the Bible is actually talking about pedophilia, not um, homosexuals. Mm-hmm. So, like, even like small interpretations like that can cause uh, conflict within Christianity. But I just think it's like you can't hate on other people's lifestyles like just let people live how they want to live yeah and you know what that's when I started being like like looking crazy at Christianity in a little way because I was like so you could you're telling me that you could be a great person your entire life and you can do better than people 
that claim that they're Christians and stuff, but you're going to go to hell because you're gay. Exactly. Yeah. Like that just doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like that's not practicing that love all thing. Right. And also that goes into like, that goes into me for saying like talking about morals, like who is to say what is right and what is wrong, you know? Right. Everyone just needs to mind their business. Like, yeah, (laughs) definitely. Like, I don't see God as like this. Like, I see people say, like, they fear God and stuff. And I feel like it's something that should bring you peace into, like, to each his own, not something that everyone should, like, bow down to and fear. Like, yeah. I guess I see, like, some point of views when they're talking about, like, respect. But, like, I get that. But it's, like, when you're talking about fear and. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that a big uh, thing. Narcissistic. <laughs> yeah. And so then I was, I, I feel the same way. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. we're not even going into like the moral talk seeing recently, uh, Brandon Bernard was executed on death row. What do you think mm-hmm. about death row? Like, do you think we should abolish it or do you like want to keep it? How are you going to kill somebody? <laughs> because you think something was bad enough to kill them over. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I feel like that's so sinister. I don't think that that should be a thing period. Yeah. You know? Um, do I feel like some people should get a harder penalty than other people? Like, do I think rapists, I, I wouldn't mind saying a rapist get like punched in the face or something or like beat up, but I really don't believe in death row. I don't believe in execution. Um, I think that's pretty extreme for yeah. sure. Very when I extreme. first hear death row, I just think of people like rapists and like serial killers, I guess. But then it's also like the government shouldn't have the power to kill anybody. Like the government's supposed to be, you know, serving us. So. Right. And the justice system is already like messed up. That's another thing. You just never know. Like the justice system, Mm -hmm. our whole system is rigged. Yeah. Um, It's set up against black people. And Mm -hmm. you just never know if you get a judge who just doesn't like you because of your skin color and they decide that they're going to get you executed. Because I heard the story with him was that like he set a car on fire with two people inside. I think that's what it was, but he was forced to do it. And it was when he was like 18 and now he's like, he was what, 40. Mm-hmm. So it's like things like that. Like you never know, like people of course should get harsher punishments, right? but you can't have the power to take someone's life away. Cause then what else do you have the power to do? Mm-hmm. And like, when you were saying like they had, it's like, the justice system is rooted in racism like even like with the police like coming from slave patrols and stuff yeah like honestly like my like political theory is like rooted in anarchism yes where it's like we just like <laughs> take the whole thing down just, and just, just get like get rid of it yo. yeah saying the exact same thing this system yeah. is never going to work in our favor exactly like they we can't keep building on it, it. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing else we can do. You got to get rid of it. Like, yeah, you got to do something else. Like, even when I was looking at, like, um, the debates and stuff, and you know how the big argument for people on p- the leftists was that they were settling for Biden and not actually voting for him? Because yeah. the Democrats, like, you can't even describe them as representing the left anymore. They're like, because Republicans have moved so far to the right and Democrats are trying to appeal to everybody. 
Yeah. It's like really just Republican number two. So like even yeah. the two even the two party system is not like a very good yeah, way the to run government. System, that's an L. That it doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't like it really doesn't make sense. Exactly. <laughs> I'm so tired of us having to choose between the lesser of the two evils. How long exactly. are we going to have to keep doing that? You and know, it's like, like, why can't we just have people who aren't, first of all, 70 plus years old? Yeah, like they shouldn't and, be telling us what to do. Like they're, and they rich, live their life. Like they could never relate to us. They can never mm-hmm. do what's right for us. Exactly. Never. And like they were, I heard, uh, Biden talking about he definitely wasn't going to, like, defund the police and stuff like that. And he wasn't even for having another lockdown. Like, it's just a mess. And then people look at, like, communist and socialist countries like they're this horrible thing and failed countries. But failed to realize that they never even had a chance because the America, Mm -hmm. like, went and invaded them and tried to force capitalism on them without even giving them a chance right like i feel like people you should not have to work your whole life like to survive like you should be doing it for your passion you know exactly Mm -hmm. that's exactly how i feel i don't feel like anybody should have to spend their life in yeah in pretty much slavery yeah exactly it's still it's modern day slavery and i was reading Mm -hmm. the um an article by emma goldman and she was uh she was an anarchist Mm-hmm. And a common argument against, like, not having, you know, capitalism is that how will people, like, how will we have production? How will people be motivated to work? And it's really just, it's off passion. And that's what will make the society work instead of just getting, like, yeah. mid-production from people because they don't even want to do it. I think that America, America is just a really um, messed up country. Definitely. It's a lot of it's a lot of crazy stuff going on here. It's a lot of secrets that we don't know. Um, that kind of scares me a little bit mm-hmm. that we live here. I, I wish I was born somewhere like New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> Not there. Why wasn't I born in like Canada or something? I know. Like, like I'll Girl. see people saying like and actually believing that like America is like the greatest country and stuff. And it's like, Girl, how do you actually believe that? This country. Exactly. Like it's crazy it's like what has this country actually done for you like uh it's like even the media is bad like we talk about how like north korea is bad when they like control all their media and make other countries seem bad but we're just as bad like i'll see stuff on uh i'll see stuff on twitter of like there's this video i think it was in china of a whole bunch of like influencers doing something and there's mm-hmm. another video of some kids like doing their pledge and the person like the American was saying like this is what they do in communist countries you know they're controlled but it's like do we not do the exact same thing do we not stand up and say the pledge every single day yeah like I, we've been saying the pledge every day since we've been in school yeah we had to not learn even, that when we were kids not even knowing why you're really saying it you mm-hmm. just know that you have to say it and then they try to make you stand up in school and they're like oh even if you don't have, even if you don't say it, you have to stand up like no yeah. you do not like the teachers would get mad if you didn't yeah, stand like, why up why y'all so mad and it's like the most confusing thing to me is when i see people of color supporting trump and i say people of color because it's like 
not even just black people. Like, yeah. POC solidarity is not a thing. At right. All. Mm-mm, no. Like you think like all minorities, you know, would be on like the same band because, you know, you're all in the same, well, not the same situation, but similar situations where America is definitely against you. But then you'll see them like coming for each other. And it's like, this is how is this going to do anything for y'all? In every single culture in the entire world, pretty much darker skin is always treated as lesser exactly like our like the reverse racism conversation is just absurd to me because it's like i guess like there's definitely of course people of color well black people can be prejudiced like of course i believe that but to be racist you have to have institutional power and it's like we have never had that like we can't be racist and trying to push this narrative is watering down like things that have happened right and I feel like half of the time I'm like we have to be better Mm -hmm. than people who are like that like other people of color who engage in racism towards black people I feel like we have to be better than them I feel like we have to be better than everybody who is racist towards us but at the same time I feel like why do we keep having to be the bigger person like black people always have to be so forgiving yeah like why 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 does it always have to be us because it's like as soon as we get aggressive that like goes into the stereotype of black people Mm -hmm. being aggressive and violent but it's like when we're not it's like we're just getting stepped over yeah yeah and it's like what are we supposed to do because if we if we're passive and you know we try to be peaceful our message doesn't get heard Mm -hmm. but when we start tearing shit up excuse me and you know just doing other things like becoming more there's more tension in the air then they're like oh why are y'all doing this da, 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 da. it doesn't make sense there's other ways like mm-hmm. the other ways were tried yeah exactly it's like and it's like people are like oh this happened like hundreds of years ago like get over it but it's like do you not see how bad stuff is today? It's still prevalent to this day. Exactly. Still, it never stopped. I was in the car one time with um this girl, and we had gone up to my university to get an ID card, right? And on the way mm-hmm. back, her aunt is driving, and they're Asian, right? Mm-hmm. So I saw a Confederate flag when we were driving back and I was like, oh my gosh, they still have a Confederate flag up. And we were talking about like how it was supposed to be banned and whatever. And her aunt had said, like, I was like completely baffled because it's like you see this stuff on the Internet. But it's like when you, when it's like when you hear this stuff in person, it's like this is like real life. Like people really think this way. Mm-hmm. But basically she said. Um, I don't see why it's getting banned, you know, like that's their history, that's their heritage. And it's like their history is literally based on racism. Like, why exactly. should that be a thing? And then she, the thing that really baffled me is that she said, she said slavery wasn't that bad. They brought them over from poverty and now they're equal. I was just, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I was like, first, like, what's equal about today? And second, it's like, how are they in poverty, you know? 
like, and you know what? Like, Everyone's what? always saying, oh, we have to educate. We have to educate. Why do, and that brings me to the point, why do we have to be the ones to educate? Exactly. Like, get Everybody, a book. You are an adult. Mm-hmm. Everybody has access to the internet. You can exactly. research anything you want to. So if you wanted to understand, you would have tried to understand, but mm-hmm. you don't want to. So yeah. there's no excuse. Exactly. And it's like, just hearing people think like that today is like, every time you turn on the TV, it's like another black person getting killed and you think that we're equal. Like, right. I don't, I don't get that at all. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And it's like, even like talking about moving to another country, it's like, in what country are we not going to be? Is there not racism? You know, it's like, exactly. of course, there's a couple where it's like, not as bad, but it's like, you shouldn't have yeah, to like research really racism before you travel. Exactly. True. Very true. And even like talking about like poverty, like America is such on a pedestal like they put themselves such on a pedestal it's like when we we view everyone as having to be have have to have the same like ideals of wealth it's like mm-hmm. all you see is them like taking pictures of little kids from Africa and saying oh it's so poor and it's like of yeah. course it's like of course there's like poor places in every part of every continent and y'all choose to only showcase the poor parts and of course you know some places might need help as all places do but yeah girl i bet you they won't go take a picture of downtown los angeles <laughs> right it's, like it's just as bad and but they LA, try to make america look perfect los angeles homelessness is so terrible there are really? homeless people everywhere. There's homeless people next to exits on the interstate. There's Dang. homeless people who live off the interstate. There's homeless people down the street. They're, they are everywhere, you know? Yeah. Anywhere you can think of on the beach, you know, just laying on the sidewalk. Um, literally, it's a bad, they have a very bad homeless problem. And it's very sad. And um, America just acts like we're just the greatest place on earth. Exactly. We have a problem like that. And it's increasing now, you know? Yeah. I've seen way more homeless people around our area. And then seeing, like, the benches, like, they put spikes on them, like, so the homeless people can say that. It's like, where do you expect them to go if you're not helping them? It's already hard enough not having a place to sleep at Mm -hmm. and not having a roof over your head. They're going to put, like spikes and stuff on the benches like that's exactly. ridiculous but it just like, doesn't make sense exactly to close out talking about like different countries like if what country would you move to if you could be out of here um I've always thought about moving to Japan really so have I yeah I think their society is really advanced yeah um, I love everything about their culture. <laughs> so I think it'd be really cool to move there. That's like my plan is to make enough money to kind really? of just move out of the United States and just live in Japan for the rest of my life. Yeah, that'd be so cool. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to move like out of America, maybe not like permanently, but to have a place where I like stay mainly. And again, it would probably be japan Mm because you look at them and it's like of course they probably have some problems but it's like they just look so much more advanced like they don't have the petty problems that we have right yeah 
and it's a lot of places like that. Um, it's kind of sad how much more advanced other places are than America is. Like, mm-hmm. I have a friend who played basketball overseas, and he was telling me that in Germany, Germany, there's like virtually no homelessness. Like, the only people that really? are homeless are people who want to live off the grid. Yeah. That's cool. And then talking about Germany, I know I said I was closing out. This is my last thing. Talking about like Germany, it's like other countries with bad history. It's like they never let their student, well, their their youth forget like what they've done, like with the Holocaust. That's like, yeah, they don't try to paint it. They don't try to water it down and stuff. Right. So it's like they know what they did. And, you know, they did the reparations for it but america's like so much in denial exactly and the only way to get it better is you know tear it all down yeah (laughs) there's nothing else you can do exactly reconstruct it literally from the ground up this is a